God is showing us that He's coming again. And if we're not getting ready and we're not preparing by walking in the light, by walking in truth, then how in the world are we going to discern what's of God and what's of Satan? You have to be a man and a woman of prayer. You have to be a man and a woman of the Word of God. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Thanks for joining us today as Raul continues our study of Scripture's faith heroes. Reflecting on the life of a man named Enoch, you'll see how your relationship with God can go much deeper than Sunday services and mealtime prayers. Raul will encourage us to daily commune with the Lord in the Bible and in prayer, consecrating ourselves to His will and walking closely with Him as Enoch did. Here's Raul Reese with today's message, Enoch, a man of prayer. Turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 5 for this evening's study. Tonight what we're going to do is we're going to go back into the Old Testament, going back in time, where we find one man who loved to walk with God. That is, he loved to commune, to intercede with God himself. His name is Enoch. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of Enoch, but Enoch was the first prophet of the Bible in the Old Testament. This is how he is proclaimed here in chapter 5 of the book of Genesis. The fifth chapter of the book of Genesis is a very interesting book. It's a book of death. In the first literal 20 verses, everybody dies. Whoever's name is founder dies. And then in verse 21 it says, And then Enoch lived 65 years, and he begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years, and he had sons and daughters. And so all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, this is a very interesting chapter because Enoch is a very interesting person in the Bible. Enoch is mentioned three times in the Bible. We find him here in the Old Testament and then we find him again three times in the New Testament. So, four references to the prophet Enoch. As a matter of fact, when you look at the At the eight verses where he's talking about Enoch, the Holy Spirit gives you the blessed biography of Enoch, and it says this twice, he walked with God. He walked with God. Amos the prophet asked the question in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, can two walk together except they be in agreement? And I think this is really important, the promise, and not only the question that Amos is asking here. 
Because there's no possible way that two people that are in disagreement can really be unitized or walking together in harmony or in communion. And that's the way it is when we're not in fellowship with God. We have to be united with God. Imagine God with Enoch as his traveling companion on the way wherever he would go. God walked with Enoch. I like what Dr. Wersby says. He says that whenever you go any place, wherever you sit, wherever you stand, wherever you travel to another place, another city, another state, or another part of the world, remember one thing. If you're a Christian, the Shekinah glory of God surrounds you. And it follows you. There is no possible way to get away from the presence of God. God is all around us. Enoch must have maintained total unbroken communion with his God. And even although the Bible does not give us any of the prayers of any one of the other men in the Bible. Because here in the book of Genesis, the first time we hear about prayer is in chapter 4 of the book of Genesis. The first time men ever prayed. And now we see for the second time here in chapter 5 beginning with verses 21. Where Enoch not only lived, like it says here, 300 years. And then he was not because God took him. And the reason is because Enoch was in fellowship with God. You see, walking with God implies progress. And spiritual progress is dependent upon unbroken communion and fellowship with God in heaven. Remember that. There's no possible way that we can walk apart from God in His presence. It's important to stay in the presence of God. The Hebrew word for walking here signifies this, to go on habitually. Thus, progress... In holiness was the habit of all the ancient saints of the past. They wanted to be in fellowship and communion with their God. Enoch was a man that his name told his own story. His name in Hebrew means dedicated or consecrated to his God. That's what it means in Hebrew. As a matter of fact, one of the Puritans by the name of Andrew Bonard. He says this, he says he suggested God and Enoch were in the habit of walking and talking daily. And then one day God said to his companion, You have come so far each day of our long pilgrimage together. Now Enoch, come all the way home with me. And thus he was not for God took him. There are only two people in the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation that never ever died physically. Enoch is one of them and the other is Elijah. Two people. The other one is found in 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11. Where Elijah was actually not only told by God, but a fiery chariot came from heaven and swept him and picked him up and took him to heaven. And Enoch is the second person. Enoch literally was the first person to ever disappear from the earth without physically dying on this earth. 
As a matter of fact, Enoch, it is believed that he will be one of the two witnesses that is coming with Elisha at the end of the times in the book of Revelations, right before the second coming of Jesus Christ in Revelations chapter 11, which are called the two witnesses. For sure we know that Elisha will be one of them. Some say it might be Moses, some say it might be Enoch. But there are two witnesses coming, and for sure one of them will be Elijah. The Bible says that in the book of Malachi chapter 4. You see, here in chapter 5 verse 21, we see the description of Enoch, the man of God. Here we see him. Notice what the scripture says. Enoch lived 65 years, and he begot Methuselah. Now, what's interesting here about Enoch is that he was the eldest son of Cain. Who had a city called after his own name in Genesis 4, 17 through 18. And then there are other references to Enoch's name found in the scriptures. For example, you find the name of Enoch found in Luke 3, 37. In the genealogies of Jesus Christ. He says, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, and the son of Mahaliel, and the son of Canaan. And then you have this great testimony in the New Testament about Enoch in Hebrews 11, 5 and 6, where it says this, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. And before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, he says, it is impossible To please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently are seeking God. Did you know that Enoch was a person that not only was consecrated to his God and not only walked with God in communion and fellowship with his God, but also Enoch pleased God in everything that he did? You see, when you look at the life of Enoch, Enoch was a man of prayer. When we talk about walking with God, twice he uses the word to walk. It's a key word. It means that he led a righteous life of faith in the service of God. He was totally in tune with God. He knew that God was his salvation. And he knew that God was going to use his life. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're here to spur you on in your daily walk with the Lord. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for a variety of scripture-rich resources, including Raul's motivational 20-part Men of the Bible series we're currently airing. Let's continue now with more of today's study. Secondly, Enoch walked in truth. He walked in the truth. That is, he stuck to the word of God. He did not stick to man. He stuck to the word of God. He studied the scriptures. You see, one way to know and to tell you why I believe that these are the last days is because by reading the prophet Daniel and going back to the time of the captivity, now that Babylon had come after Habakkuk prayed, 
And Babylon came and they were taking siege for seven. Actually, they made three sieges against Jerusalem. And they went into captivity for 70 years. For every year that they did not come in the presence of God on the Sabbaths. They were to actually work the land six years, seventh year. You rested according to Leviticus. And then what God had done in the Old Testament is God had made provision for the poor where there would be no welfare uh, proceeds from anybody, but God took care of the poor. As six years you work the land, and man, you get plenty, and on the seventh year you take a whole year vacation, and you live off the land from the blessings of God. But when the people of God became greedy and they stopped praying and started worshiping other gods, what happened? And every year that they took upon themselves, which actually came to the 490 years that he talks about, that 70 years in captivity, what happened there is this. That for every year they took from God, they had to spend it in captivity. But at the same time, for every year they took upon themselves, they had to pay it back to God under the burden of the Babylonians. Think about that. They couldn't do anything because what God had done to them in captivity. And as they were there in captivity, Daniel was brought at the age of 12 years old. And he was brought up probably at the first siege in Jerusalem by the Babylonians. They made three sieges. They took him to Babylon in chapter 1. And Daniel from the beginning of time when he was a little kid. It says in verse 8 that he would not defile himself with the king's table and the king's cup. Why? Because the Babylonians would actually worship other gods and their meat and their drink and their bread and everything they ate. Before they put it on the table they would offer it to their idols and to their gods. And Daniel said, I will not defile myself before the king and before the people because I am consecrated to my God. He consecrated himself to his God. He would not be like the rest of the world, just like Enoch. And because Daniel did that, God used him tremendously. That's why I'm telling you these things because God is showing us that he's coming again. And if we're not getting ready and we're not preparing by walking in the light, by walking in truth, then how in the world are we going to discern what's of God and what's of Satan? You have to be a man and a woman of prayer. You have to be a man and a woman of the word of God. We have to be in the word. We have to be in prayer. In order for God to speak to us just like Enoch. He walked with God and he was not because God took him. When we talk about being like Enoch as he walked in truth. Listen, 3 John 1, 3 and 4 says this. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. There is no greater joy for a pastor teacher to know that his sheep, that his children and his family are walking in the truth of God. But it breaks your heart when you hear of people that are being deceived. When they have been deceived by false doctrines. It is a heartbreak when you see that and you hear about your children. 
Not only are we to walk in the light and the truth, but we are to walk in the Spirit like Enoch walked in the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, And so I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. If we are walking in tune with God, and the Spirit of God is leading my life, and discerning my life, and giving me discernment and conviction in my life, then I am not going to fulfill the desires of the flesh. You see, I'm going to walk in the ways of the Lord. And if I'm walking in the truth, and I'm walking in the Spirit, then I'm also like Enoch, going to walk in God's love. In His love. Ephesians 5, 2 says, And walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. You and I are to walk in this love. As God has touched your life and touched my life. And then we are to walk pleasing God, not pleasing ourselves. 1 Thessalonians 4.1, Paul said, Finally, my brethren, we urge you and exhort you in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and to please God. We are to please God in everything we say and everything we do. That's why Paul says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, whatever you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, whatever you do, how is it bringing glory to the Lord? Secondly, Enoch enjoyed close communion with his God. The sweet hours of holy and happy intercourse between God and Enoch. How about you? How about me? Are we enjoying communion with God? Do we spend time with God praying? You see, one of the things about Enoch and the reason that he enjoys such close communion with God is because Enoch, like you, like me, had received the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. Even though Christ had not died at that particular time, the law had not been given, Christ still, you know, God had protected Enoch. Listen, Hebrews chapter 2, 10 to 13. For it was fitting for God, for Jesus, for whom all things, and who are all things for, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly I will sing praises to you. And again I will put my trust in him. And again here am I and the children who God has given to me. How? Through the power of redemption. And secondly... We have received this and he received it through regeneration. Just like Jesus said in the third chapter of John's gospel to Nicodemus. Surely I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? And how can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And then Jesus answered and said, most assuredly I say to you. Unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot ever enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born again in order for God to take you like he took Enoch. You have to be with the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit has to reign over your life. Enoch was separated from the world. Enoch was separated from the world. You know, John says, and I'll share in a moment here, but listen, he, he was separated because why? Enoch and you and myself are called to holiness, to a separated life. First Thessalonians 4, 7 says, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but to holiness. No one shall ever see the Lord apart from holiness. Secondly, he was commanded not to love the world as you and I are commanded not to love the world. 1 John 2, 15, 17 says this, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it too. But he who does the will of God abides forever. That's the command of God. Not to be part of this world. Yes, we have to work in this world. We have to provide in this world. And we have friends in this world. But we're not to partake of the sins of this world. And to become infected and influenced by them. We should be influencing them with our lives. And thirdly, he was convinced. He was actually convinced to separate himself. He was called to separation. In 2 Corinthians 6, 17 through 7, 1 says this, Therefore, come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord God. Do not touch what is unclean. And I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. These are the things that God expects from each one of us as he did from Enoch. Enoch walked with God. And then fourthly, Enoch's life was one of progress. Not degradation, not going backwards, but going forward. You see, walking with God implies a steady progress in this course. He did not walk for a while, then stood still. Each day, Enoch found himself nearer to the goal, which was what? Eternity. Looking for God as he walked with God. That maybe one day God would touch him and take him home. And yet Enoch and Elijah are the only two people in the whole Bible that were literally taken by God to heaven without physically dying in this life. Imagine that. Verse 24 of chapter 5. And God is an Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. What was his end? His end is that he was taken to heaven. That's where I'm going to go. That's where you're going to go. Remember what Jesus said? Let not your heart be troubled if you believe in me. Believe also that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm coming again to receive you unto myself. So that where I am, you also will be with me. What a promise. This is not our home. We're pilgrims and we're strangers. And we're just kind of cruising by. The Lord is coming for us. No more suffering. No more pain. No more sorrow. 
that we'll be in the presence of Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever. Why? Because we walked with God. Are you walking with God tonight? As we reflect on Enoch's spiritual journey, it's exciting to see the possibilities of walking in close personal communion with God. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message again, just call us at 800-634-9165. And for a donation of $5 or more, we'll send you a complete copy of today's study, Enoch, A Man of Prayer. Now, to further encourage you in seeking a deeper connection with the Lord, we'd like to offer you Raul's entire Men of the Bible series. Available on both CD and a flash drive, this 20-part study examines how ordinary people like Abraham, Joseph, and Peter lived extraordinary lives as they consecrated their hearts to God and daily surrendered to His will. You'll be inspired to follow in their footsteps. To order all's 20 Lesson Men of the Bible series, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you the CD collection for a gift of $26 or the USB drive for $21. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gifts help us keep equipping and encouraging God's people with His Word, and we appreciate your partnership. Next time, we'll continue with more in this faith-strengthening series. As we consider the Apostle Paul's passionate, unwavering focus on sharing the gospel, we'll get a challenge to draw others to Christ through the consistent testimony of our lives. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.